coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the playbook, because I feel fantastic. Another week of rugby league done and dusted. We're going to get to that in a sec, but firstly... You've been living under a bridge, living under a rock, the Olympics. The Olympics, Tokyo 2020, and our mighty green and gold, the Aussies, are fucking flying. They're on fire. Currently, 14 gold medals. They're sitting fourth on the leaderboard. And in my opinion, it's just incredible for, for a population, a nation of 25 million people compared to China, compared to the United States of America. It's just every time the Olympics come around, I get behind the nation and you just rip and tear. And it's the most gold medals we've had in the first week of the Olympics in, in Australian history. So it's just a very special moment, very special, just great performance. Just great performance. We go to the pool, the Golden Girls. You're looking at, you know, Ariana Titmus, Emma McEwen, Kaylee McEwen, just superstars. The Golden Girls. Year after year, Commonwealth Games, Olympics, just never disappoint. Never disappoint. Kyle Chalmers in the pool. He's been swimming like an absolute weapon still. Isaac Stubblity Cook gets the gold medal. Fucking incredible. It's just, it's a really, I'm, I'm, it's just a proud time to be, just a proud time to just get behind your nation, support your nation. There's been, there was obviously a lot of conflict with COVID should the Olympics go ahead. There's been cases before the Olympics started in there and, I know there's a lot of a lot of people in Australia and around the world doing it extremely tough, but for me it just it just takes the gauge off. You just sit back, you strap yourself in, the Olympics are on, you just support your nation, you get behind them, there've been some amazing moments, and it just kind of just let the shackles off. Just enjoy it, relax. It's kind of just takes your mind off things. I've been fucking loving it. I think it's fantastic. Had some gold gold medal rowing. Absolutely amazing. Jessica Fox. Canoe Slalom, superstar. She's finally got that gold now. Had a bronze, had a silver. She's got it all. Gold medal, baby. Let's go. Matt Wynn in the sailing. Incredible. Logan Martin. Big Marto. BMX freestyle gold medalist. Absolutely incredible. If you haven't yet, jump on YouTube. Check out his highlights. Wow. Incredible. Matildas, they've gotten the furthest in their Olympic history. They got knocked out last night in the semifinals. Our mighty boomers are undefeated. It's just been some amazing performances. And as I said, first week of the Olympics, done and dusted. It's the most medals we've ever had in the first week. So I'm just stoked. I'm happy. I needed to just have a quick discussion and mention about the Olympics. Green and gold. We love it. We move on. We move on, ladies and gentlemen. So the rugby league, the NRL. I said it last week and it just does not disappoint. It does not disappoint. Thursday comes around, we get a nice game. Friday comes around, little double header. I wake up Saturday morning and I'm stinging for some rugby league, some stinging for some super coach action, some NRL. Get behind the boys, get the tipping in. Breaking news, about 10 a.m. 
today's games in Brisbane have been postponed or suspended. It just had it all. It was just the emotions were running through me. It was it, it was a lot, but I'm not going to dive into this topic too much. Obviously, everyone knows games got suspended. They got pushed back a day. Saturday's games got played on Sunday. Sunday's games got played last night on Monday. We, we roll on. Big Pete, PVL, gets the job done again. No more discussions there. So hopefully it doesn't happen again. It was a bit weird, but yeah. The powerhouse just keeps chugging along. So in other news from last week, I didn't get to touch on Craig Bellamy. Resigns with the Storm for five years. So this is just... You think Melbourne Storm... You think dynasty, you think big three, Billy Slater retires. You think big two, Cooper Cronk goes to the Roosters. You think Cameron Smith, he just retired. You think this new, the new rules, this young core, Harry Grant, Munster, Pappenhusen, Jerome Hughes. Ladies and gentlemen, who is the common denominator from the big three to the big three slowly dropping off to the new rules, to the new side? Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy. You can hate the storm. You can love him, but you just can't doubt this man's success, in my opinion, Craig Bell. I mean, he's the, he's the engine room of this club, of this organization. He's the heart and soul. He holds them together from setting standards to the culture. I'm pretty sure you can ask every player that's played there, and Craig Bellamy is, is the man that keeps, keeps the show going, keeps the lights on. So if you're an NRL fan and you dislike the storm, Strap yourself in because, as I said, five more years, I believe he's got two more years coaching and then after that he can continue coaching if he wants or take a higher role up in the, the football organization. So head of football or some sort of managerial role. But yeah, it's Craig Bellamy if the storm, they're going to keep rolling, powerhouse. Anthony Milford has signed for the Rabbitohs from 2022. Now, this bloke has copped a lot of shit, a lot of shit the past two, three years. I feel sorry for him. But I think personally, I've already seen some comments out there. Oh, why would you want to sign him? But I think personally, this is fantastic signing for the Rabbitohs and fantastic for Milford himself individually. Gets away from Brisbane. Brisbane, a one, one town city. It's a big city, big club. A lot of expectations up here. He comes down to Sydney, can just slide under the radar to a club that's Rabbitohs are sitting third on the ladder. And I think he'll be the perfect, you know, number 14. He could even slide his way into the starting side if, you know, just, yeah, I think it's great. Anthony Milford, Rabbitohs, I love it. Now, Tavita Pengar Jr. should have the green light for the Penrith Panthers this weekend against the Roosters. So keep your eyes peeled on that. I'm excited, obviously, as a Penrith fan. That should be great. And the Roosters have signed Dale Copley for the rest of the 2021 season due to injuries. Morris went down on the weekend. We'll get to our little quick review in a second, but the Roosters just hit every single week, injury after injury, and they just continue to continue to deliver and perform. It's just remarkable. So that's our news, I believe. Actually, one more thing. Ben Hunt fractured his arm, and he'll be out for four weeks. I think that might be his season. So yeah, Ben Hunt and the Dragons, we will get to them, but things aren't looking too good for St. George. So quick little review, discussion. Got some nice talking points and topics I want to rip into, and then we'll get into our little preview. So. Thursday night, Roosters beat the Eels 28-0. So this was a sloppy game to start with. Very humid up there. I think it was um, Rockhampton they were playing the game at. But the Roosters were just too tough. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm biting my tongue every week and saying the same thing. This Rooster side is just, their underbelly is tough and gritty. And Joseph Manu, Joey Manu, the big bopper, play him at fullback. In the centre is arguably the best centre in the comp when he's on. He was playing on the wing in this game. 
331 meters, one try, two line breaks, three offloads, three tackle breaks. And if you watch this game, it reminded me of Tedesco and Turbo in the origin. A winger or a center coming in, playing fullback, playing on the other side of the field, just running amok, doing whatever the fuck he wants out there, ripping and tearing. And as I said before, Roosters, plenty of injuries. Trent Robinson just gets his troops up, has a game plan and delivers. And Joey Marnie, in my opinion, was fantastic. So there's obviously no, no doubts, no questions why he's been linked to a, you know, a big million dollar contract with the Warriors or another club. He, I think he's incredible. So I think, and he's taken his unders, he's taken his time with the, the Roosters. He's been sitting behind blokes like Latrell, Teddy, Cronk, Kiri, Cordner, these blokes. And I think a big payday's coming his way and it's well-deserved. So Joey Manu, incredible, but Parramatta, I'll say it again, I think they're a good, I think they're a great football side. The last two or three years, they're a top four football side. They do enough for the regular season to get there. But is it when's enough enough? In my opinion, they just lack that X factor. That X factor, that zing. It's gotten to that point. I know they're missing Mitch Moses, but when is enough enough when you're doing the same thing year after year? As I said, they're a good football side. They can get to the top four. But when you've got to click it to the next gear, you're on the M4, you're on the highway, drop it down into six. Put some fucking punch into it, you know? I just, they just like that X factor for me. That big outside center, just Penrith. They've got Luai, Cleary, X factor. Melbourne, Munster, Pappy, Jerome Hughes, X factor. Rabbitohs, Cody Walker, Latrell, X factor. Manly, Turbo, DC if you want, X factor. Roosters have got Teddy, Manu, Kiri, whoever you want to say, X factor. I just don't have that for the Eels. There's no, there's nothing there for me. There's nothing there. They've got amazing forward pack on paper. They play that power game, up the gut, strong. I like that. But the, the game's evolved. It's different. It's quicker. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, and we look here at the, the Eels run home, and it's, it's sickening. I'm sorry. I've, I have to say this right now. Parramatta Eels fans, I don't think you're going to be in the top four this year. You take on a red-hot Rabbitoh side this week, a manly side. Cowboys, you want to hope you win that one and you finish with the top two teams in the comp currently, Storm and Panthers. And this isn't a side, this isn't, as I said, I think Parra are a good team. But if you finish outside the top four this year and you don't have a stab in the dark and you get bounced in the first round, I think Brad Arthur's got to go. I think Brad Arthur's got to go because it's the same shit the last two or three years. You can be good. You can be a top four side, but you've got to take that next step, a prelim. I've said it before. So that really just fired me up. Just had to get that out of my system. Rooster's too good. We move on. So why I've actually got a bit of fire in the belly. The Warriors defeat the Tigers 18-16. All right. The West Tigers are fucking pathetic. I've had a gut full of these blokes, this team. So you're telling me they lead 10-0 at halftime. They complete their sets. They have great field possession because of that. The Warriors are busted up. They're exhausted. You've got the formula in the first half. As I said, it's 10-0 the first half. You know the formula to beat them. You keep doing that. You come out in the second half. You drop the ball in the first set. Eight minutes gone in the second half. You look up, you're down by two. The score's 12-10. 12-10. Your season's on the fucking line. When are you going to open your eyes, have a red-hot crack? Do you not realize that the Warriors are with the RTS? He's going back home to New Zealand. Their starting front row is Lodge, AFB. They're starting hooker Wade Egan. What about Tohu Harris? They're starting lot. Curran, Townsend, Murchie, Siren. 
the word like they're starting packs pretty much here. Everyone's playing out of position. Peter Hooker's in five eight. I've just had a gutful. As the Hello Sport Boys say, DMC, Dirty Merger Club, the West Tigers. I have no. It's just pathetic. Pathetic. Season on the line and you dish up that shit. I honestly hope Maguire just walks. Just walks. He, he, this playing group don't even deserve him. They don't even deserve him. It's, it's, Maguire's name's getting thrown around. Oh, sack him, get rid of him, do this. It's, it's not the coaching. They've had that many coaches over the, you know, Ivan Cleary, Potter. Oh, it's just... It's the same bullshit with the Tigers, and I'm sick of it. I've just, I've had enough. Because I, I, don't, I don't dislike the Tigers. I want them to go well. I like it when Leichhardt's packed. It's just a good Tiger Town. Tiger Town, baby. It's just good for NRL, good for Rugby League. And they just don't want it. It just makes me sick. I feel sorry for all the fans. If you're a Tigers fan, I'm, I'm sorry for you. I just, yeah. In this game, any Warriors were just tough and gritty, and they just started to play football and said, oh, Tigers, you want to keep dropping the ball and not doing what you were doing in the first half? Sweet, bro. We'll just play footy and beat you. Done. So, yeah, that just made me sick, West Tigers. I, their season's over. So, second game, the Broncos beat the Cowboys 37-18. This was a fun game. Nice little shootout. And for me, it's great. Brisbane get, you know, they just get a few wins at the back end of this season to build for next year. Cowboys have officially shit the bed. Officially shit the bed. I, I feel sorry for them because there was a stage where, well, they started really slow this season and then there was a stage for the middle, middle part of the season they'd won six of eight games. They were rolling. They got a, you know, back up to that, I think that eighth or ninth or tenth, around there, tight eighth. They could make a run, a deep run, you know, finish in the top eight, have a good year and then they've lost their last seven. The wheels have come off and that's all she wrote. So North Queensland Cowboys, we won't be... We won't be going too far into your issues and whatnot, but yeah, your season's over. And Brisbane, as I said, just keep winning games and build for next year. They're getting some nice recruits. So yeah, it was a fun game. Broncos too good. Now the Knights defeat the Raiders 34-24. KP, Kalen Ponga, a lot of women think he's the sexiest man going around. He's unreal. You gotta, he's unreal. He's unreal. He had one try, one line break, two try assists, two line break assists. And I think he's realizing he has to get involved. He has to get involved for this Knights team to, you know, make a push, a deep push. More, more times he's involved, hands on the football, good things happen around him. It's, it's pretty evident. So he, I thought he was unreal. The Saifiti brothers for Newcastle, the big front rowers, the big boppers up front, they are a bunch of motherfuckers. They are, wow. They don't back down. Big meterage, they just roll together. Clemens being pushed to the bench now for the last three or four weeks. They go hard, and I, I like what I'm seeing. I think they're both re-signed. They're quite young. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a good sign, good sign for the Knights. So they just, for the Knights in this game anyway, they shot out of a cannon, bang, bang, 18 nil after 20 minutes. Raiders just looked tired. Took them a while to get going, and for me, it was just a matter of too little, too late. They scored the last two or three tries, but the Raiders just looked gas. Just gassed from that win over Parramatta the week before, which they put everything into. So it's actually really exciting because the top eight, position seven and eighth, there's four teams fighting for it now, in my opinion. You've got the Knights, the Raiders, the Dragons are in there on the same points, but I think they fall off. Then you've got the Titans that have won a few and the Sharks. So there's four teams fighting for those two spots. It's really exciting. They're all on 18 points. So it's going to add, you've always got the top teams, but then there's that that little rat race down the bottom for those bottom two spots. So it's going to make the end of the season, the last five rounds, really exciting. So I can't wait for that. 
Now the next game, Storm defeat my mighty Panthers 37-10. Personally, I thought this was a pretty high quality game. Tough, tough and gritty. I, I really enjoyed like the physicality of this game, the contest. They didn't know both sides didn't really back down. It was just a matter of Storm being too too good, too many weapons, making the most of their their moments and opportunities, and they they delivered obviously. But I think if both teams are fit, full strength. We get a mouth-watering clash in September, or hopefully October, the grand final. Like, yeah, as I said, Storm too good. Harry Grant and Smith, that combination is red hot. Two dynamic forwards, hookers, whatever you want to call them. Bash brothers, they just, they work off one another. They feed off one another. Harry Grant makes a run. Brandon Smith's there to take the, you know, jump into dummy half. It's just, they are, they're incredible together. Hughes, absolute freak. And Big Pappy, he's slowly slotting back into the system, into the fullback position, getting more minutes week after week. He's looking like himself. So scary times ahead for the, the rest of the competition. Yeah, Storm's online defense, phenomenal. I think the Panthers just need their players back. And yeah, it'll be a very interesting rest of the year for, for these sides and their run, run trying to peak at the right time of the year. So we move on. The Rabbitohs defeat the Dragons 50-14. to 14. I say it every, every week with the, the bunnies. It's just the firepower. You just let them rip. You shut the gate. And that's all you have to say. I've, this is not a bad thing or like a disrespectful thing, but I've got no time. I've got no time for the Dragons anymore. No respect for them after the incident, the team incident. It's just because they, they put themselves in a perfect position to finish in the top eight and just have a crack. Exceed expectations. Even they've exceeded expectations this year. But... I just don't like how they've done it to themselves. They've literally got the gun, bullet, bang, in the big toe, and their season's over. Their season's over. As I said before, I think the last two weeks, they're just, the players they're missing due to this silly suspension. It's just ridiculous. So, no time for the Dragons. Season's over. Rabbits, Cody Walker. Wow, is he a freak or what? One try, one line break, three try assists, four line break assists, one offload, one tackle break. I think he's... Yeah, he could be in career best form. He's just, that backline movement, whenever they go left, you just know something's going to happen every time. It's so fluent. Everyone's in position, running the right lines, timing, balls out in front. It's, yeah, it's a scary sight. If you're a defensive line, you're seeing that coming at you. Adam Reynolds is straightening the attack. Cody Walker's getting it, digging in if he wants, can play out the back, can play through, long, short, three on two. Yeah, just two on one, whatever. He'll, he'll pull the right pass every time. And then strolling out the back of that, Latrell Mitchell. Whew, you'd just be stuck in mud, shitting yourself when that thing's rolling at you. A big freight train coming at you. I think Adam Reynolds, he's arguably in career best form. He's been fantastic. So just guides that team around. And I'm still scratching my head how the Bunnies lost him. How are they going to lose? This is his last year. I'm still scratching my head at that. But yeah, Bunnies too good. We move on. So the Titans have beat the Bulldogs 34-6. And this is just another, I like to use the word firepower a bit. It's just offensive weapons, your Fafitas, your big Tinos, AJs. They've just got blokes that make things happen with the football. It's as simple as that. And the Titans prove that there. It's too much for the doggies to handle, in my opinion. And it must be tough for the doggies now. Like week after week, not full whitewash, but some of these losses are pretty convincing. I know two weeks ago, they went toe-to-toe with the Rabbitohs, which was fantastic, but... At some point, it, it gets you down. At some point, it's just that little bit harder to get out of bed and to rev the troops up and to rip in again. It just, it takes a toll. It takes a toll. 
And yeah, I just think it'd be tough for the doggies. But all I can say is, said it before, 2022 next year, it's for them. I really, really hope this year they can just end well, get another win or two, just build some continuity, some of those combinations for next year, whether it's Avarillo in the halves, I don't know. Just yeah, just build something for next year. Think for next year. I know it's tough, but anyway, in this game, I thought, yeah, big Tino for feeder, just up to their usual, their usual selves, just causing terror out there. Both of them, plenty of meters, damaging with the ball. And yeah, Titans has had too much firepower. We move on. They've, Titans have given themselves a red-hot crack to finish in the top eight now. They're starting to roll home well. So as I said, just keep your eyes peeled on that, that battle, that tussle for seventh and eighth on the ladder. It's going to be very interesting. So the last game of round 20, the Seagulls beat the Sharks 40 to 22. So Mr. T, Tommy Bruh, Turbo, Tommy Turbo, Throbber, Thoroughbred, Hogswinger, whatever you want to call this bloke, it does not matter because I think he's untouchable. I don't think he's slowing down. I, I, I'll continue to say this, most influential player I've ever seen, player with the most impact on their team, he just does it all. I don't want to keep beating this drum, but Tommy Turbo is the best player in the world. Love him, hate him, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. Come and talk to me when you've seen someone do this single-handedly for a team. Come and talk to me because ever since doing this podcast, I try and be as unbiased as I can. I'm obviously a Mad, Mad Panthers fan, but Tommy Turbo, like, you look at this, they beat the Sharks, 217 meters he has, three tries, three line breaks, three try assists, four line break assists, 14 tackle breaks, and five offloads. It's honestly men against boys. It's ridiculous. Like, if you, if you didn't see the game, He's taking runs just one off the ruck, like a front rower. Scooting across field, cuts back, finds a hole, goes through, scores 40 out. 10 out, they get a six again. The blokes that are, have done the infringement for the six again that aren't square, that weren't on side, he just, fuck it, I'll run at you. Takes three of them over for a try. He just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I've, I've said this before. He plays one off the ruck. He plays out the back for shape. Kick returns. He's got ball playing. Tackle breaks galore, as I said, can offload. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And Manly are just an offensive juggernaut. The only question I guess I have, not I have, but I guess people are going to start, start wondering about is they were, they were winning this game convincingly, Manly. And then the Sharks got someone in the BIM. I think Rudolph, little silly headbutt. And the Sharks scored two or three tries to finish the game, which was a bit, not concerning, but that's the main question. Like, can Manly play for 80 minutes and not have these little lapses in their game? Because when you play the big boys, Melbourne, Penrith, even Rabbitohs, you've got to be pretty much spotless for, you know, 80 minutes, 70, 80 minutes. You've got to be on your game. So there can't be any slip-ups there. But I think, well, Turbo went, Turbo went off. He only played 60 minutes, Turbo. So he went off and the shackles kind of loosened and they just cruised home. But yeah, Sharks, no, no Johnson, but they're gutsy. As I said, they scored a few tries late, but it was mainly, mainly just took their foot off the gas. But yeah, I think Sharks are in one of those positions. They can sneak in an eight position as well. They're a good attacking football side. They're tough. I, I personally thought the wheels were going to fall off for Cronulla when all the, um, the coaching scandal thing came out that Morris is gone, they don't want him. And it could have gone two ways. And to the, to the Sharks players' credit, they've, they've bit their lip and they're, they're fighting for an eight position. They're in, they've made the most of this season, which is incredible for them. So I like it. That's our quick little review. A few little discussion points I wanted to bring up with you guys. Now. Round 21 preview, 
this is a good round because there can there's a few games that could go either way, a few upsets, a few of the big boys play. Big boys, top five, six teams, ripping and tearing. Let's go. Thursday night, Knights take on the Broncos. Knights have a four-day turnaround. Broncos have just lost Katoni Staggs for the season. As I said with the Knights, the ball's in their court. They've got a relatively good run home. They just have to win football games, simple as that. The ball is in their court. If they want to play finals football, they just win these, these games that they should, should win. So I think the Knights will be too strong, make a statement, and finish the year strong. So I've got Newcastle, Newcastle there. Friday night, Raiders host St. George. Raiders were a bit disappointing against the Knights last week, as I said. They, just, they, they didn't have that spark early on, and the game got away from them. So I expect Ricky to pull the troops together, rock it up the arse, and it's a must win. If you're a Canberra Raiders fan, this is must-win for you guys to stay in that eight hunt because you've got a few tough games coming up. Dragons, I don't ever want to talk about St. George. They've just let me, they've disappointed me. So I think Raiders too strong there. This game, cracker, 8.05 Friday night. Parramatta Eels host the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I'm going to have to be blunt and honest here. Parramatta fans, if you don't win this game, you will not play in the top, you won't finish in the top four. You're only going to have one lifeline in the finals, one crack at the cherry. This is must win. Must win for the Eels. There's rumors Mitch Moses might come back. It's all going to be on his back, obviously, with the, how he can handle the... Apparently, it's just a pain tolerance thing. It's just going to be painful to play, how he, can, how he can handle that, jab that up, needle that up. But I think South Sydney. South Sydney put the cleaners through them, unfortunately. for don't want to sound negative para fans, but yeah, I think the Rabbits get it done. They're going to easily score 30. 30, 35 points, 40 points maybe. The Eels have to go off them. The Eels have to go off that firepower. And we saw it last week. They couldn't score a point against the Roosters. So Rabbitohs aren't as good defensively, but they're going to put more pressure on you regards to you having to score points. Because they're going to, as I said, they'll put 30 on easy. So I think the Bunnies will be too strong there. It could be a little shootout. It's going to be interesting, but I think Bunnies, it should be a cracker. Really good match. Saturday, Warriors host the Sharks. The Warriors can go back to back. It's remarkable. Remarkable. With the players they're missing, I'm going to go Sharks. Similar to the Raiders and the Knights, this is must win. Cronulla Sharks have to win this game just to, give themselves a, just to give themselves a sniff. Play finals football. I think the Sharks will stand up. They have to stand up. It should be a good clash. Now, the 5.30 slot on Saturday, the Sydney Roosters host the Penrith Panthers. This should be a cracker. Good, both defensive teams, they're going to rip in. Roosters, as I said before, no Morris. They're just... Every week, the squad is just dwindling away. Injuries, suspensions. I actually, I read something. I think the Roosters are playing with, or they're missing like 60, 65% of their salary cap is out this week due to injuries or suspension. So the start of the year they started, they've got the salary cap. 65% of those players won't be playing this round. It's just it's ridiculous. It's remarkable how they're just, they're sitting fifth. The Sydney Roosters are sitting fifth. It's just yeah, really amazing. I'm biased, Penrith fan. I'm going to tip Penrith. I think they, this is must win for them as well because they can easily slip out of the, the top four or slide down from second or third, finish fourth. You don't want to play Melbourne in the first week, in my opinion. So I think it's must win for Penrith and I think they get the job done. It'll be a tough, gritty game, but I'm excited for that. Now for me, Saturday night, 7.35 p.m., game of the round. Tommy and the boys, the Manly Seagulls, take on the Melbourne Storm. Now, these, these clubs have had a lot of history, a lot of grudge between them. Oh, am I excited. Whew. Okay. 
So I'm hearing Jerome Hughes from Melbourne might be out with a calf injury he picked up last week. Oh, man. I've honestly got this fuzzy feeling about Manly. I think Desi Hasler has the troops up, wants to make a statement. This is going to be the toughest match for the, for the season for Manly. They want to make a statement. I think they honestly can get it done. I think Manly can beat the Storm. I'm not, I'm, I think Manly will win. I'm going to tip Manly. I like it. Obviously, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for team lists. But I think Manly can make a really big statement here. I think they've got the pack to go with Melbourne. They've got the X Factor, the halves. They're outside backs, Saab, Garrick, Electric, strong ball runners. I just like them. I just like Manly. I really do. So this will be a cracking match. I'm excited. I'm going Manly. I've just got this feeling. Probably going to be, probably be wrong, but Manly. Sunday to finish the, the round off, the Bulldogs host the Tigers. This is a dirty matchup. The thing is, I think the West Tigers will win, but I don't want to tip them. They don't deserve my tip. I'll tip the West Tigers. I'm not confident. I actually hope the Bulldogs win. Go the doggies. Get some more wins to finish the year off. But wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers win the dirty just DMC. And the game to finish the round, the Gold Coast Titans host the Cowboys. It's interesting I say this about those teams fighting for the 7th and 8th position. The Knights, the Raiders the Sharks and the Titans now. These are all must wins. You've got to make the most of these opportunities. I think the Titans have to win this game against the Cowboys. Cowboys have been shocking lately. Titans will win this game at home. And they're my tips and little tips, predictions. It's going to be another great week of football. Hope you guys are enjoying our weekly NRL podcast. I'm having some great fun with you guys. Grateful for their support. And don't forget the Olympics. One week to go. Get behind the green and gold. Just rip and tear. They're, they've been amazing. So... Go the Aussies, enjoy the footy, let's go. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playbook. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go. Let's go.